Lamed Aleph, Amed Aleph, nine lines down, first word on the line is Tsiaruni. We'll pick up from right after that. Amrav Yitzchak. Kala Oiver Avera Beseser, any person who does something wrong, does an Avera, does a sin, uh, but he does it in hiding, like away from where people can see, it's almost as though he's pushing away the feet of the Divine Presence, so to speak. Like the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Thusly saith the Lord, The heavens are like my throne, and the earth is the footstool of mine. Now, uh, in other words, when a person goes somewhere, anywhere in this world, and claims, uh, well, Hashem's not here, he can't see me, uh, that's ridiculous. It's almost always pushing Hashem's feet out of that space. It's forbidden for a person to go for Amas, that would be like a, a either an attitude towards life or like a specific distance of significance with a unusually upright posture in such a way as though it looks like he is in charge. Shneemar, because the truth is, the he that's in charge is the he with a capital H, the Rabbanu Shalom. Shneemar, kola All of the earth is filled with his honor, and therefore, when we present ourselves, we should always present ourselves with a bit of humility. Period. Rafuna Brader of Yeshua, who I underline, loy maski arba amos, he would not walk for amos, begilu arosh, with an uncovered Head again. We've had this concept a few times. The uh, pr- uh, the um, appropriateness of a covering we do with a keeper, possibly with a hat or a turban. Um, Amar, why would he? What would be the explanation of why he wouldn't do that? Shechina lemala miroishi. The shechina is above my head. Now, obviously, the shechina is everywhere. We talk about Hashem being up there uh, because we relate to up as being something above us, uh, something that uh, we should be subservient to. Period. Shal ben Almana Achas. There was once a fellow who um, uh, his mother had passed away. Maybe his father also. He asked Rabbi Eli Ezra, half box Rabbi Eli Ezra, one of the Gedolei Ador. He asked him, "Aba imer hashkeni mayim, veima imer hashkeni mayim." If uh, Dad asks me for uh, a cup of water and Mom also asks me for a cup of water, ezimehem kaidim, which one comes first? That was the question. Amarle said Rabbi Eli back to this person. Well, leave aside for the moment the honor of your mother and do that which fulfill the honor of your father. In other words, get your father the cup of water first. Why? For both you and your mother are chayev in the honor of your father. Okay. Now the same fellow, Balifne, and I have box Rabbi Yoshua, he came to the other Gadol Ador and asked him, Amar... Uh, uh, and then Rabbi Yeshua answered with the same answer that if it's your father and your mother uh, give to your father because both you and your mother are chayev in honoring your father uh, now for whatever reason he continues asking Rabbi Yeshua Amar loy Rebbe Kama Miskar Shabahu what happens now he's asking it in such a way as though he's presenting himself like he has parents so he says well let's say my mother gets divorced and then she doesn't have to be subservient to my father and then she asks for a cup of water. My father asks a cup of water. Who should go first? What do we say there? Amarle, with a insightful response, uh, Rabbi Yeshua responds, nikar From your eyelashes, either your eyes look very red or your eyelashes fell out because you cry so much because you're clearly 
um, a, a, a young man who is an orphan who doesn't have a mother, or the uh, the Tzitzriya Zakein uh, says that like from your from your movements and the way that you conduct yourself, clearly you're a very insightful person, the type of an insightful. Uh, uh, person that, that didn't have a mother or father bring them up and had that sort of street smarts to them. In any event, Rabbi Yehoshua understood that this fellow actually didn't have a mother and father. So he says, I can see it's discernible that you actually don't have a mother. Hatel lahen mayim besafal. Um, you're the son of a widow. You don't have a father, so uh, put water in a bucket. Vekaka lahen ketarnegulin, and and coo coo vekaka doodle doo. Basically, it is a uh, a nonsensical uh, answer uh, to a question which clearly wasn't uh, lemaisa, but was being asked in lemaisa way. Darsh ula raba. I circled ula raba. He's number one. About six. Lines later, maybe seven lines later, middle line, we're going to have Rava, who's a number two. So Ula Rava darshans the following. Where was he when he darshaned it? A pischa de Benasia by the entranceway of the uh, Nasi's house. How do we understand this pasuk in Tehillim that says, Hashem kishamu imre ficha. Um, They admit to you, they uh, are moda to you, Hashem, all the kings of the earth, for they heard the words of your mouth. Not the word, not the singular phrase, but like numerous things. Now, really what it should have said is ma'amar picha. I put that in a phrase marking those two words. Uh, the word of your mouth, lo'inamar, ela imre ficha. Double underline the yud at the end of imre, plural. So what's going on over there? How do we understand that pasuk? Well, bishash, amar kodesh baruch hu, and the Lord revealed himself at uh, Sinai revelation to the entire universe and said, Anoichi, the first mitzvah, and Loiyah, the second mitzvah, the first two of the Sarasa Dibrais, Amru Umasailam. You know what the uh, nations of the world said? You know what their uh, response to that was? Ah, Lichvoid Atzmaihu Dairish. This uh, creator of the universe is clearly just out for his own honor. However, Kevan Shamar, when he continued with the Ten Commandments and uh, declared, Kabedas of Yirvesi Mecha, Oh, they went back and reanalyzed, and actually, maybe this creator of the universe ain't out just for himself. Um, they said that the original is all the more so that a person should honor Hashem because he's also a partner, like a mother and father in, in the creation of, uh, of a person. Not only that, basically, the keys to life and death are in his hands. Rava who we had circled is the second approach, Shamar Mahacha. We can learn it from this Pasuk, another Pasuk in Tehillim, different part of Tehillim. Roish Divarcha Emes, the beginning of your words are true. Now, what does that mean? Roish Divarcha Velesayit Divarcha, the first things, the beginning things that you said Hashem were true, but not the later things? No, no, that can't be. Ella, Misayit Divarcha, Nikar Shroish Divarcha Emes, from the later things you said, which is the Kaberes Vizvesi Mecha, at Revelation, at Sinai, the Ten Commandments, Nikar, it's discernible, Shereish Dvarchemes, that the first things you were saying were also based on absolute, total, and unadulterated truth. Period. Okay, um, we definitely have this concept of honoring parents, and uh, even the nations of the world understand that concept of honoring parents, and therefore, uh, the Gemara is going to bring a few cases now of actually not Jews but Goyim and how far 
the Kibra uh, Ve'em, that uh, mitzvah goes. So, Bo Mine Me Rav Ula, the Astravula, Ad Heichan Kibra Ve'em. I underline the Heichan Kibra That's the question of the moment. How far, what are the boundaries? How, how extreme do we go? Well, Amr Lahem said, uh, Ravula, the following, Tzuru'u, go out and see Ma'asavit Kachavamechad Ba'ashkelon. There was a particular Gentile in Ashkelon. What was his name? Dama ben Nesina. I underline Dama ben Nesina. Shmoy, that was his name. What did he do? Pamachas one time. Bikshu Chacham and Pragmatia Beshishim Riboyschar. The rabbis needed some merchandise uh, that they were willing to pay 600 thousand in profit for this merchandise. They really didn't pay an unbelievable amount of it. Vahaya, so they went to this uh, fellow Damanasina. However, the Mafteach, Munach Tachas Shalaviv, the key to the uh, place where it was kept was underneath the pillow of this Damanasina's father and uh, loaned Sierra. He basically didn't disturb him. He didn't wake him up. Said, sorry, rabbis, can't get it because the key is under my pappy's pillow and my pappy's sleeping. Period. I'm Rav Yudam Shmuel. Shalu es Rabbi Eliezer. They asked Rabbi Eliezer a similar question. And he comes with a, basically the same story, but a little bit more of an insight into what was going on. So, What was done by a particular Gentile, for his father, to his father, the way he related to his father in the city of Ashkelon. What was this fellow's name? Dama ben The rabbis requested, now here we see what it was, Avanim specific precious stones for the uh, breastplate, uh, for the garments of the Kohen Gadol, and they were willing to pay Shishim Riboy Schar, 600,000. Verav Kahanamasni he says it was Shmainim Riboy, 80,000, or 800,000. Either way, it was a massive windfall of uh, profit. The key to the secure area where it was being kept was underneath the head, shalav of his father, the Loitziaroy, and he didn't wake him up. Kama. Lashana Acheres, a year later or so, the Lord repaid this Gentile's reward. You'll never guess. That's right. A paraduma, a red heifer, was born into his uh, his 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 cows, his flock, his uh, animals. Now those things are incredibly valuable. So once again, who came by the Chachma Yisrael? Let's say they came to visit him. And he says to the rabbis, listen, rabbis, if I ask, no matter what I ask, no matter how much I ask for, you will pay me. I'm only going to ask. The amount of money that I, you know, so to speak, lost last year because I didn't wake up my father to get the key from under his pillow to sell you those jewels. Now, that was an example of a story by a Gentile. So Reb Chanina says, Uma Misha Enoi Mitzuva Vaisa, Kama Kach, Kama. And what do we see? Somebody who doesn't have the commandment to honor their father. This guy was a Gentile. Yet, this tremendous reward, a Mitzuva Vaisa, one who is commanded like Jewish people and goes ahead and honors their parents. Alachas Kama Vakama. All the more so. Kama Connector Dama Reb Chanina. And I underlined this phrase, greater is the one who's commanded and go ahead and fulfill the commandment, as opposed to the one who's not commanded, doesn't have to do it, and does it anyway. Uh, essentially, there's a Yetzahara that Hashem gave us, and that Yetzahara has a tendency to try to convince us not to do the things that we are actually commanded to do. Things that are optional, 
doesn't spend as much effort trying to get us not to do them, but the things that we're commanded to do, that's just uh, basic human nature. Um, Amr of Yosef, I know Amr of Yosef. Now, Rav Yosef is one of the uh, famous Shas blind people. He was blind. He was also he was blind. And he says like this, Meresh, originally, when I was lo- thinking about these things, Havamina, I would have thought to say, Mandahave Amrali, Halacha Karebi Yehuda, that when someone would say, that looks like Rabbi Yehuda, on what issue? Damar Suma Patrimin Mitzvah, that a blind person, blind man, is off the hook from having to do mitzvahs. Originally, my thought was, oh, that's great. I'm going to make a kiddish, make literally a yomto for the rabbis. Daha, because reveals himself as blind. And what was he thinking? Daha loy mifkidna. I'm not commanded. And yet I'm doing it anyway. And, uh, hmm. Greater scar. However, uh, I guess at a later stage, she realized that the opposite was true. Hashta de Shamisa. Now that I've heard laha, that which was said by. Reb Chanina, that Gadol actually greater is the Mitzvah Vais, the one who's commanded and goes ahead and does it. Yosem, Rimor, Mimi, Sha'in, Mitzvah Vais, the one who's not commanded and does the same thing. I say, Adarabba, quite to the contrary. Mandamali, De, Ein, Halach, Rabbi Yehuda, double end on the Ein. If someone tells me the Lacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda, then Avinu Mitzvah Rabbanu, I'd make a Yom Tov for the Rabbanu. Okay, because uh, he's the one who says that Asumas Patrimina Mitzvah. If you go not like him, then sumas chayiv and mitzvahs, and better to be chayiv and to do it than to be not chayiv and do it. Period. Kelsar of Dimi, Amar, when Ravimi came from Erzstral the Bavel, he once reported about this uh, Dama ben Nasina character that we were discussing earlier. Pamachas haya lavush sirkoin, he was wearing a very uh, expensive silk garment, shell zav with a gold embroidery. Vahaya Yoshe ben Gedoy the Romi was sitting amongst all the. Uh, those uh, the other uh, important people, the who's who of Rome, Ubasa Imai, and his mother came along, um, and she uh, basically uh, uh, sort of kind of lost her marbles. She came in the middle of that setting, the Karasaimimenu, and she like tore his uh, garment off, the Tafchalayalroisha, and hit him on his head, the Yarkolaybefanov, and spat at his face, the and he didn't embarrass her. Period. Tani Avimi. We have uh, another uh, incident here, I underline Avimi, a uh, braid Rebavo. So Avimi, the son of Rebavo, uh, taught as an example that you could have two people doing ostensibly one thing, one's doing a good thing, one's doing a bad thing, and the one who's doing, so to speak, what would appear to be a good thing is actually uh, a terrible person, and the one who seems to be doing something terrible is actually a good person. You'd have a scenario where you have a person who's feeding his father filet mignon or some sort of fancy slav or pheasant uh, food, and that will uh, get the person punished. And you have an uh, example of where a person could like force their father to work the millstone. And that would be like a fantastic thing. It, basically, it all depends on the context. If the son is giving the father like, expensive food but treating him like a, a doormat and not speaking properly, that's not good. If you can imagine a scenario where uh, uh, it's more important for the father to be seen to be working so that he won't be taken, who knows, it's like to uh, work for the king. And uh, that would be fantastic, period. Amr Abavo, and Lenin Abavo, he's the father in this following case. He says, Kegoy Navimi. And I know Navimi, he says, like Avimi, my son, Navimi Bri, Kie Mitzis Kibud. He fulfills the Mitzvah of Kibud. What, what does he do? Chamisha Bani Samchi. 
He actually, uh, Rebbe had a son Avimi, and Avimi had five sons, all who had smicha, like five grandsons who were all rabbis. When Rebbe Avo would come a knocking at the door, it was Avimi, his son. Even though he was obviously a, himself an older man, he would come a running and open the door, and as he was coming to the door, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm going to open up the door. Until he got there. Kama, Yumachad, one day, Amarle, the uh, father, Rebavo, asked Avimi, his son, Ashkin Mayak, you get me a cup of water, please? Um, Ade Aisi, uh, while he went to get the water, lay, Nimname, the father, Rebavo, dozed off. What did the son, Avimi, with the glass of water do? Gochen Kayale, and he kind of stood there and bent over him, holding the cup of water, Ad De Itar, until his dad woke up. Kama. Now, while he was there doing that, an amazing thing happened. Estaye Milsi had a special siyata dishmaya, special divine inspiration, Vidara Shavimi, and he came up with a great drasha in uh, Tehillim, chapter 79, Mizmar La'asaf. Period. Amrle Rabbi bar Avua La'abaye. So, as long as we're on the topic of honoring parents, says Rabbi Yaakov bar Avua, well, it's kind of like me. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what to do because my mommy loves me and my daddy loves me and how am I supposed to honor them? So this is his question. He asks Abaye, like me. Before I come back, even from the yeshiva, my father has drawn up for me like a cup of drink. And mom has mixed the cup. Like what am I supposed to do? How do I honor them? What am I supposed to do? Should, should I accept it from them or not? Amarle, so says Abaye back to Rav Yankiv. Well, me'imcha kapil, from your mother, accept it. However, me'avucha loitzi kapil, don't accept it from your father. Why? De kevan de bar tairahu, since your father is a person who is knowledgeable in Torah, in other words, Talmud Chacham, chalsha daite, if you accept it from him, he actually will uh, not be happy with that. As opposed to mom, who will be very happy if... Junior accepts what she has made for him. Riptarfin Havile Hahi Ima uh Riptarfin had a mother, she was quite old. The whole Amas to have a biolamasic laporia. Whenever there was any time that she wanted to climb up into bed, I guess their beds were quite high up off the ground. So Gachen Vesolik La Riptarfin would bend over and sort of lift her up into the bed. The whole Amas to have a nachis, and whenever she would descend, want to come off the bed, Nachtas Ilave, she would uh, uh, descend, come down on her uh, son, uh, Riptarfin. Asa the Kamishtaber Mimidrash. Riptarfin showed up at the base medrash and he was praising himself about how uh, fantastic he was with the mitzvah of Kibravaim. Amrile, they said to him, Oh, Adayin Lahigata Lechatsi Kibud, you haven't even reached half the level of proper honor. Klum Zarka Arnaki Bifanechaliyam, Velohi Chlamta. Have, have like has this ever happened to you that your mother threw like a an attache case filled with I don't know hundred dollar bills into the sea and you didn't embarrass her like that's really going far and you haven't even done that so you haven't even reached half of kibud period Rav Yosef who uh, my mention was blind ki have shama kalkare ime when he heard the sound of his uh, mother's uh, footsteps Amar he exclaimed. I will get up before the divine presence, which is approaching. He uh, clearly felt that his mother approaching was quite 
divine. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. I know Rabbi Yochanan. Now, Rabbi Yochanan has an interesting uh, take on this. He says, actually, fortune is the one who never saw his parents because so great is the responsibility to honor one's parents that uh, most people won't be able to live up to it, and that's a bit problematic. Rabbi Yochanan himself says, fortune is one who hasn't seen his parents. He can say that firsthand, because Rabbi Yochanan, ki when his mother became pregnant with him, his biological father died, when his mother gave birth to him, shortly afterward his mother died. And so to Abaye, the same thing, he never knew his mother and father. Really? Abaye never knew his mother? There's like 20 places in the Shah Svamar Abaye where Abaye says, uh, My mother said, my mother said this, my mother said that. It's all over the Shas. He says, quote, Amraliyam, end quote. Uh, so the Gemara clarifies that when he talks about what his mother told him, it wasn't his biological mother, rather, Hahi Marbinte Havai. That was his, uh, his nanny, his nursemaid, basically the, the lady, the Aunt Jemima, the, the lady who brought him up. Ravasi, who I underlined, Havileahi Ima Zikena. He had a uh, mother who was quite old and also seemed to have been losing it a little bit. Amrale, so she requested once of her son Ravasi, Boina Takshitin. I would like to have, like, fancy jewelry. What did he do? Avadlah, he made fancy jewelry for her. Boina Gavra, she says, uh, I want a man. So uh, Ravasi tells his mother, listen, I'll look into it for you. I'll see if I can find you a, a man. Then she says something which is a little bit concerning. By Inagavra, to Shaper Kavosach, I want a man who's handsome like you. Now, she seems to be making a pass at her own son. And uh, clearly she had the, uh, at least the gross, as Mitrefis Haisa, she kind of lost it. She had uh, become a little bit Meshuga. So what did Ravasi do? Shavka, he left her, left her in good care, but he, he uh, left the area. And uh, he moved uh, to Israel, Va'azala Aradi Israel. I guess at some point after he had arrived in Israel, he heard that she was also coming to Israel. Now, once he heard that she was making the trek to Israel, Asa, he came to the Gadol Ador in Eretzol at the time, who was uh, none other than Rabbi Yochanan. Asa, the Kamid Rabbi Yochanan, Ravas comes to Rabbi Yochanan, Amarle, and he asks him, uh, Am I allowed to leave Israel to go to Chutzarts? Amarle, and Rabbi Yochanan said to him, it would be Aser. Okay, he continues and says, but uh, let, me, let me ask you this, Rabbi. Likras ima mahu. What about going to uh, my mother? Hamarle, to that, Rabbi Yochanan responded, Any idea? I'm not really sure. Kama. Asrach, porta. So I guess he waited a day or two. Hadaras, and then came back to ask the question again about going to Chutzlaretz from Israel, and his mother is there. Uh, Hadarasi came back and asked a question. Amarle uh, says Rabbi Yochanan to Ravasi, Asi, Nisratis Lasseis, you clearly want to go, you want to leave. Hamokim Yachzirchala Shalim, the omnipotent, the uh, basically Hashem should return you in peace. Okay, that was the response that he got. Now he wasn't really sure. Ravasi, that is, was not really sure whether Yochanan was upset with him or not. So he comes to one of the other great uh, rabbis at the time, Andalin Rabbalazar. Amalin Ravasi says to him, like, did, did I upset Rabbi Yochanan with what I asked him? Maybe yeah, maybe no. He says, Dilma Mirtach Rasach. Maybe Rabbi Yochanan is upset at me. Amarle, so says Rabbi Elazar, who had a much longer relationship with Rabbi Yochanan and knew uh, how to read his, uh, what was going on. So Rabbi Elazar says to Ravasi, uh, my Amarle, what's Rabbi Yochanan respond to you? Amarle, 
So uh, Ravasi says, well, he said to me, uh, Hashem should return you peacefully. Amalei says, Rabbi Lazar, listen, he's not upset at you. If it was that he was upset with you, he wouldn't have given you a blessing. Okay, uh, it seems like then Ravasi had like started on his journey, left Eretz Yisrael, Adahachi, and when he's like partially uh, on his way uh, to, I guess, what he thinks he's going to go to uh, meet his mother, Shama, uh, he heard that's right, his mother was coming but his mother was coming in a coffin in other words, she had passed away now, when he realized that he had left her because he thought his mother was alive to greet her and actually she had passed away Amar, if I would have known that before I never would have left her he probably would have gone to the border to uh, meet her uh, coffin period Yigamor brings a brysa that goes for about five and a half lines and starts here we know that a person should honor their parents. So they should honor their parents when their parents are alive and honor their parents when their parents are passed away, deceased. Says the Bryce, A child should honor their parents when their parents are alive and when they've passed away. When the parents are alive, how so? Well, here's an example. Let's say uh, you have this person and he's in a place, and let's call he's in Paris, France. And he knows Hanishma Bidvar Aviv Lamakim, the place that he is, they've heard of his father, they have great respect for his father, and whatever his request is, they will do it if he asks it, Bashem his father. Lo Yoimar, he shouldn't make the request based on his own merits. He shouldn't say, listen, let me go because of my own merits or my own relationship with you, or let's hurry this up because of me, or let me go because of like my own merits and our relationship. Ella, He should ask for all of those requests on behalf of his father, which would be a way of them showing honor to his father. How does a person um, honor his parents when his parent has passed away? Well, Imagine if a person, a child, is saying over something in the name of their parent. Lo yomar. The child should not say, Kachamar Abba, this is what dad said. Ella, rather, this is the way they should phrase it. Kachamar Abba Murray, Harini Kaparas Thusly said, Dad, my master, Harini Kaparas Mishkavoy. Literally, I shall be a, an atonement for his death, which is another way of saying that the son is declaring that whatever Oynish, the father, might need, the son is declaring that he wants it to come upon himself uh, instead of his father. That which he should use that phrase uh, is only within 12 months of his father passing away. But after that, the Oymer, the way that he should mention his father's name, when he does is, his memory should be a blessing for uh, life in the world to come. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Tanara Banan. The Gemara brings another brisa. This one goes just over a line. The way that the rabbis used to teach in public in those days, it would be the Chacham. And then, since they didn't have uh, uh, microphone systems and speakers, uh, there would be uh, another person who had a especially powerful voice who would repeat what the uh, what the rabbi, what the gadol was saying. So, Chacham, says this b'risa, Mishana Shem Shem Rabbi, if this Chacham, who's up there darshaning for the masses, is quoting his own father, he should 
not say it like the actual name of his father, but he should change it. Whereas, comma, the Turgaman, the Turgaman is the guy in the middle who's got the powerful voice who's repeating what the rabbi's saying so the masses can hear it. He, interestingly enough, will not uh, change uh, his father's name or his rabbi's name. Now, whose father and whose rabbi are we talking about here? Their pronouns, his father, his rabbi. Bottom line, there's the Chacham and the Torgaman. Is it the Chacham's father? Is it the Torgaman's father? So Avuadaman asks the Gemara, whose father? Colon. Ilem Avuadaman Torgaman. If what we're talking about is the father of the Torgaman, Atu Torgaman, Lav Barchiyuvehu, the Torgaman's Jewish also. If the Torgaman's father is the one being quoted by the Chacham, there's no way the Torgaman is allowed to say his own father's name. El Amarava, this is the way to understand what was being taught in the Brisa. Shame of if I put that in right angles. When we talk about the name of his father, that, who's the him? Whose dad is this? Shame Chacham. It's the Chacham's father. And the Shame Rabbi, the name is Rebbe, equals Shel Chacham. It's the Chacham's Rebbe. It's the Chacham's father who we're talking about here. Kiha, similar to the following, Demar Baravashi. Now, who was Mar Baravashi? He was Mar, and his dad was Ravashi. He was also a great rabbi. He would often teach the masses. And Kihave Darish Papirka, when he would darshan in like a shear in a public setting, and he, like all the rabbis in those times, had the uh, the professional uh, Torgaman, Ihu Amar, that would be Mar, would say to the Torgaman who was saying something in the name of his father Vashi, he would call him Abba Mari, my father, or father, my master, the Amoire Amar, and the Torgaman would, when he repeated it to the masses, would quote it as Hachi Amar. Ravashi. He would actually say Ravashi. He would say the name Ravashi, which the son, Mar, would not. Adkan.